0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin as we take on Don't Lie off of Modern Vampires of the City. As Kevin asked right before we started recording this, what about Vampire?
1: What about Vampire, man? Uh, Modern Vampires of the City. um, I forget how good of a record this is in its totality. And I actually don't think I've listened to it front to back in a while. Um, What I used to do was before every episode of the pod at least like during the week i would listen to the album in its entirety
0: yeah i did um and i haven't done this in episodes
1: i haven't done this in a while because we're slackers um and it (laughs) realized hey like we enjoy doing this and we want to do a good job but we're not getting paid to do this (laughs) um with that being said the placement of this song in the album is very interesting. It mm-hmm. comes immediately after Diane Young and before uh, Hannah Hunt, right? Yeah. Uh, so two nice gals, um, and all of a sudden Don't Lie lodged in the middle there. We haven't done Diane Young yet because apparently we haven't done like half of Modern Vampires. Just by um, chance. I think that this song has a very simple message in very eloquent language. And I think the placement of this song in the album has a lot to do with that and plays off of that. I don't know what you thought.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I I forgot one, how much I liked the song, but also um, just the record in general, which is interesting because just last weekend, last week's episode, I said it was my second favorite album of all time. And I don't know, I think it's number one right now. So um, I I did a full listen through right before this and it's just so seamless. Honestly, Hudson kind of ruins it. It, I was about to say that uh, there's nothing but bangers on this album and it just flows so seamlessly and then Hudson hits and it's like, I get it, but also it's rough.
1: I don't know if I do get it, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, this is such an introspective album. And I actually sent Nico a little snippet um, about Ezra comparing the first three albums to Brideshead Revisited Books. uh, Because we're just so smart, guys. And we predicted all this. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the album about growing up and trying to figure stuff out. And I don't really understand how Hudson fits into that, to be completely honest with you.
0: You don't think them- thematically it has to do with the millennial existential dread that happens in the album
1: facing one's
0: it's, own mortality?
1: It's like way too desolate.
0: You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But that's and why it's followed up by um, Young Lion. Uh, Young Lion. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's the other thing. The fact that it's the second to last track, it's like, you forget that it's there yeah. and you're like, this is a great album. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we could do a listen again. That is a, 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 a song that if we did it with more context, the rest of the album, because I think that was like our second or third song we did. Yeah. If we did that now with the context of the album, I'm curious how we'd look at it differently.
0: It was top five songs at the time for us. Right? Yeah, and I think it's still bottom
1: two. We haven't been <laughs> bottom two in a while. Oh, that's I, true. I, I think it's still riding the pine a bottom two. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: it's bottom <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love this album. I think it works perfectly with where the band was going and if you want to read Ezra's quote, I, I think it definitely is captured in this album.
1: Oh, the, uh, the one about Brideshead revisited.
0: Yeah. 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 So. What did he
1: say? Like I, I, screenshotted a Wikipedia article, he, which is I'll, so much fun it. to do. Oh, you he got said, it. Okay.
0: Yeah. He said uh, he discussed modern vampires, the city in the context of the band's first three albums, which he compared to Brideshead revisited quote, the naive joyous school days at the beginning Then the expansion of the world, travel, seeing other places, learning a little bit more about how people live. And then the end is a little bit of growing up, starting to think more seriously about your life and your faith. If people could look at our three albums as a Bildungsroman, I'd be okay with that. Bildungsroman. Folks, folks, I also had to look up this term. Um, I am not as... um, what was the term for having a large lexicon of words at your smart okay there you go i'm not as smart as <laughs> um, so, Have you not heard
1: this term before nah, I, I it's not
0: super common time. but yeah it's 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 a funny word yeah it's a novel dealing with one person's formative years or spiritual education a so coming-of-age story had, brides had revisited would qualify as such yes I just
1: finished uh, book two on the train this morning because uh, mm. I'm a slower reader than Nico. Um, well, also let's, because, also Nico's because had more time I, on his hands,
0: yeah. I, I've been in <laughs> COVID quarantine for four, for 10 days, so yeah, I've had a lot of time to read.
1: Nico is likely no longer infected with the novel coronavirus, but the last episode <laughs> he was.
0: <laughs> yes, we're um, just keeping track at home.
1: <laughs> anyway, don't lie. Um, Nico, what is this song about?
0: So I think this is directly looking at one's own mortality and realizing the clock's ticking and he's not okay with that. Um, So like you said, the placement matters a lot in this and that it follows Diane young, which is a play on words saying he's dying young. And then you have that lyric come up again in this song, God's loves die young. So for the longest time up until today i've listened to the song probably close to 500 times and i thought it was god's love is dying so i thought it was a commentary on his faith dying which would make sense in the context of unbelievers so kind of agnosticism taking hold again but no it is and in a live track I listened to today, it very clearly comes out. He's saying the people who are God's loves, so the people that God loves, they are the ones who die young. You know what, you know what song comes to mind when you say that, right? No. <laughs> I I immediately thought of Billy Joel only the good die young. Oh, okay. So, where, where it's um talking about how it's the saints who die young so why not be a sinner and grow old with us and have some fun but um fun fact about that song billy joel was banned from Notre playing at notre dame for many many years because they had him come for a concert and said you can play here but you cannot play only the good die young because of the verse about uh catholic girls start too late um and so he went on stage and immediately played the song as his opening. <laughs> so he was banned from Notre name for many, many years, actually. Uh, He's totally back, simple.
1: though. People forget. I have tickets. I was. This is the second time it's been postponed, on, but it's June of 2022. Um, I remember maybe a year ago, there was some discourse uh, about some Catholic trads that I encountered on Twitter. And they were, like, disgusted by this song, like... I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't know. As a guy, yeah. I don't, I don't know how you feel. I don't think it's that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I don't either. People freak uh, out
1: about people freak out this kind of stuff. It's like, <laughs> let the
0: yeah.
1: guy have a good song. Um, I actually didn't think about that. That's very interesting because my my mind when I saw loves plural immediately went to the three forms of love in the Greek hmm. language. You know, oh, okay. and I'm sure you could expound on that. Um. As, as the theologian you are, but then I figured, oh, God would only be the, like, ever-encompassing agape love we talk about. Um, so I guess that doesn't really fit, and your explanation probably like, makes a little more sense. It is and it kind of grounds it because it's like God loves these people, and yet they are dying. I like your read of it better.
0: Yeah, I, it is interesting because I made a intent to listen through this and kind of form my own opinion before. I read some of the commentary on it because there's actually more commentary on this song than I've seen on any other song in terms of meaning. And Ezra actually kind of explicitly talked about its meaning. He said, on one level it's about not lying but it has this real romantic yearning in it and that one feels felt like a real important step in the album. It's tapping into something older that we haven't done as much. People may think of us as a band that has a lot have lots of layers of meanings and twists and turns in a song. I'm not saying this doesn't have that, but the first thing you hear is just the simplicity of the music. So I thought it's interesting that he said it's kind of about a relationship, but I I don't read it that into it at all.
1: I don't really read that either. Uh, I know some folks talked about the one look sent knees to the ground thing about you know someone either being you know like just crippled by how much they are attracted to someone or getting down on one knee to propose to an individual Mm -hmm. so i think that's there but i think that when read with the context of song is is read from a much broader viewpoint you know i don't think it's specific to a relationship
0: yeah yeah no i I think this is the one song where I'm going to have to disagree with the songwriters. <laughs> is that allowed? Are we allowed to do I
1: would say most good songwriters like don't care unless they're super pretentious, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I would have seen relationship as this kind of background meaning, but I, I really just view this as a commentary of someone coming to terms with one's own mortality
1: I would say, if anything, this is the sort of conversation you might have with a significant other, because yeah. you have that trusted individual. Um, and I mean, like, if you read that first stanza there in a vacuum, we can just go through it now. Yeah. One look sent knees to the ground. Young bloods can't be settling down. Young hearts need the pressure to pound, so hold me close, my baby. That's very clearly, I think, talking to a significant other. Mm-hmm. You know, it might just our, our horizons might broaden a little bit as we start to go through the song
0: yeah yeah that's what i was thinking is that it starts with a very specific relationship but it expands to just one's uh group one's community of relationships so yeah i definitely read this as kind of a denial of one's aging where it's saying young bloods we can't be settling down um, but hold me close anyway, right? So kind of just like we're young. like there's no reason to be serious. Like, we could just kind of have some fun for now. But when you look at it, this song was written when they were 29. So so it's it's not like, a, oh, you're just out of college. you can do like you, you don't have to rush it all, right. It's like, no, like everyone's telling me I probably should like figure my life out but I refuse to admit that I'm not young anymore.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good read of it. And, you know, these days a lot of people don't get married until like 30, mid thirties. But, you know, a lot of those people have also known their significant other for some time. So it's like, yeah, if I don't get this figured out soon, like all of a sudden, you know, where am I gonna be?
0: Yeah, and I mean it's fine to do that, but I don't think there's any way you can say it is absurdly weird to get married at twenty nine. Because that's what he's saying here. He's saying young people shouldn't be settling down. Like, that's weird to do that. Like, that's not good.
1: But then he has to have the moment of saying, oh, I'm not young. And I guess that's kind of the
0: rest of the song saying, exactly. hey, everybody dies. Yeah. So, Look at this. Wow. There go. <laughs> so the pre-chorus, don't lie. I want him to know God's loves die young. Is he ready to go? It's the last time running through snow where the vaults are full and the fire is bold. So this is where it confused me because, yeah, if I was talking about a relationship, I would have got I want her to know. Um, but assuming this is uh, spoken by Ezra's narrator who carries over to Hannah Hunt, uh, I don't view it as a relationship because it's I want him to know is he ready to go so is he talking in third person it's it's really unclear here I don't know who he could be talking about
1: someone on reddit made the suggestion that this is somebody talking in third person that just doesn't agree it doesn't agree with the first verse though which is weird I guess it doesn't have to yeah but you know that just makes me uncomfortable this maybe this is like a god talking to clarence the angel kind of thing about yeah. george bailey i don't know could be something like that I, i'm not sure
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it could be um but yeah it's my, interesting I, the way
1: it's phrased though is he ready to go
0: yeah yeah i i think whoever it's talking about it doesn't really matter it's more just saying like stop lying to me and tell me the truth about how mortality comes for all mm-hmm. um, and that death is a part of life and even for some it's a part when you're pretty young and so uh, facing one's own mortality is is definitely a part of this growing up that the album faces um, and then it's the last time running through snow where the vaults are full and the fires of old. I took that as a nostalgic yearning for the past but maybe that's a stretch but I, I just took that as when you're a kid and young you can run through the snow and frolic and play but as an adult it would be a little weird
1: yeah I think it's a fair point I can't remember the last time I like frolic through the snow I don't think I did it all last winter
0: yeah I definitely did it in college but that's oh awesome we have it, was, have it at was, have it school the all the time. time well that was also the first time I really encountered snow so
1: it it will never cease to amaze me, like that. That's a thing that regularly yeah. happens, you know. Because I'm just so used to it.
0: <laughs> just pe- yeah. People
1: seeing snow for the first time and experiencing it at like an adult age, so interesting yeah.
0: to me. I mean, I had gone skiing like once or twice, but it's like it's different when it's where you live.
1: Yes, because those experiences are going away mm-hmm. to have it happen to you. Yeah, it's foreign.
0: Um. So the,
1: the where the vaults and fi- uh, are full of the fire is bold. I mean, obviously, like it's like this hellish, like image that comes to mind. I am not quite sure what's actually meant by it, though.
0: Hmm. Um, I think
1: anytime you're talking about life and death and someone that's fire, you think of hell. Um, we did just have unbelievers. What two so- songs
0: ago, you know, so I mean, maybe. There is someone who, I, I still don't really understand the vault, maybe just energy is full, but um, there is someone saying that the fire is, this kind of goes into the nostalgia theory, that the fire was bold, the fire was alive when you're young, you, you have this fire about you, this youthful passion, but as you age and get older, that disappears, the, the energy storage in the vault is down and the fire is not pulled the passion is not there you're just kind of going through life Ezra take
1: my energy um yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't it's better than my explanation of I don't know so I guess I'll take it I don't hate it though
0: <laughs> yeah it just feels like a little it. cheesy it's, you know song's a little cheesy I think It's a lot of cheesy, honestly. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's actually fair. I'll I'll, I'll take that.
0: So as it goes on, it's, yeah, it dives more into that. So I, I want to know, does it bother you, the low click of a ticking clock? There's a lifetime right in front of you and everyone I know. So it's talking about that passage of time. Is it starting to bother you that time hasn't slowed and time keeps moving and moving and moving whether you're ready or not? And I mean, I know this is getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I feel like we have to compare it to the second chorus where it says, I want to know, does it bother you? The little click of a ticking clock. But then it says, instead of there's a lifetime right in front of you and everyone I know, it says there's a headstone right in front of you and everyone I know.
1: Yeah. So I think in the first instance, it's always weird to hear like the instance of oh, your whole life's ahead of you and not have it be, like, a positive thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's almost always, like, a, like, cheer up, you got everything ahead of you. Or, like, a, like a Vienna by Billy Joel kind of situation where it's, like, you got so much time, like, figure it out. But mm-hmm. then this is juxtaposed with, you could die, you know? <laughs> um, which is kind of funny, right? But it's almost like our character here is weighing both of those options. Well, not lot mm-hmm. options, but, you know, alternatives. You know, and realizing, like, I am alive, And both of these things could happen to me, you know? So it's, it's not, it's not positive or negative, either one. It's just kind of an admission that this is where I am right now.
0: Interesting. See, I viewed it as the development of time passing by where initially when you're like entering college, like you said, everyone says, Oh, you have your whole life ahead of you. It's so exciting. And then once you're maybe approaching your thirties, you get to a point where your life is kind of set and all that's ahead of you at that point is a great gravestone as, as morbid as that sounds, but it's just the approach to life changes. Um, And I don't, I don't think he's saying like, that's the right way to look at it. I think he's just saying at a certain point, you do feel that way. Um, So it's, it's not necessarily that when you are 30, your life is over, but that's how you feel when you are i would
1: agree with you if the final chorus was Mm -hmm. not there's a lifetime right in front of you
0: Oh, because we're flipping back and forth i didn't notice that okay yeah fair fair point
1: thank you thank you
0: (laughs) So, verse two young turks young saturday nights young hips shouldn't break on the ice old flames they can't warm you tonight so keep it cool my baby
1: this is just about the y- your your local leftist hitting up the bar all the <laughs> time, right?
0: Because <laughs> of the um, isn't there like a YouTube channel called Young Turks? There is a YouTube
1: channel called Young Turks, which
0: I think is like,
1: as far as I'm aware, the only like like leftist media that isn't like a magazine. You mm. know, like because it's it's so weird when, you know me as just an observer really in this case you know it's funny to think about like a movement of like you know in this day and age like mostly younger people you know that all of a sudden like they don't have like an establishment like even like Mm -hmm. the left in american government like you know the liberals like they have msnbc you know but like there there is a there aren't it isn't exactly like a leftist cable news channel you know which is very funny um of course, the the Young Turks does come from something. Um, I knew it came from something. I didn't know what until I did my research. It was the political reform movement that basically was like, hey, the Ottoman Empire should go <laughs> kick rocks, um, which makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> this is an interesting start to the term. But yeah, every every form of slang has its origin, and we, we got to gotta learn this, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm have you uh, never
0: heard kick rocks before no i've heard kick rocks oh okay <laughs> that's what you I'm meant I'm like, about young turks oh okay i was like yeah. you've never
1: heard kick rocks before we got some we got some work to do um
0: <laughs> i i learned it, recently that the modern term sus um apparently was common back in like the 50s or something
1: as short for suspect
0: yeah yeah so really time is a circle yeah that's fascinating i don't know if it was the 50s but it was it was a while ago they said Sus. so apparently if you say that to your grandparents they might be like how do you they, know that
1: It might catch on
0: <laughs> um
1: yeah i think this verse is just talking like reminiscing on youth um and then we have this oh old flames they can't warm you tonight yeah and it's like it's kind of like this it's like you may be daydreaming about like hey having a young good time And then you're like, hey, I can slip on the ice and not break anything. And then it's all of a sudden this admission like, oh, I'm not quite that young anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Denial.
1: Denial. Exactly.
0: So why why are they mentioning old flames? Is it just that in your youth you kind of go back to the old flame if you're looking for, I don't know, something you know or or maybe it's seeking no. your youth with no no the comment, old flame. No
1: comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think it's um i think it's they're seeking their youth because that's when they were with that old i thing.
1: think i think so yeah it's just kind of like i mean people reminisce about everything it's it's like a grass is always greener thing but kind of in reverse where you're like you're thinking about how things used to be or how you enjoy the way things used to be. It's easy, right? Because yeah. you're not remembering, you can only really remember like the annoyances and the pains of the present, but you can think about how other things might be better or how the past was better. When mm-hmm. in reality, there were issues, you know, but it's fun to reminisce.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So keep it cool. My baby definitely has like a fifties vibe. Going. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, totally. Like
0: straight out of a Beach Boys song.
1: Yeah, I'll take that.
0: <laughs> a, lot, a lot of beach boys discourse happening on this pod recently huge
1: yeah and we haven't even gotten to Diane young yet
0: <laughs> true very very
1: well we'll get there when we get there
0: yeah soon don't lie i want him to know dial up three rings and return him his gold <laughs>
1: it's, it's really cheesy i don't know what it means but it's really
0: <laughs> cheesy it's the last time running through snow where the vaults are full the fire is cold. I had no idea what that said. No. Growing up. No. I <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I thought it was. Now I just like dial open.
1: up three rings and the Apple music lyrics had the word tournament in there.
0: For return I him. Heard, I definitely heard the third one is gold or something. Yeah. But I don't know what I heard for the first part
1: maybe Ezra, because I think Rostam has a writing credit on this as well, maybe Ezra mm. and or Rostam were just big Sonic fans. Sonic <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah,
0: the three rings. Three Did rings. I send you the Sonic deniers meme? That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is an audio podcast, but it's just a picture of a bunch of metal rings on the sidewalk and it said Sonic deniers be like it was the win. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um yeah i don't i have no idea what that line is re- i'm not
1: not sure
0: um yeah if anyone has any ideas message the pod we'd love please, to know
1: please dm we got a, we got a few new followers this week um because I tweeted a banger and we actually got a couple of retweets, so
0: <laughs> yeah, this tweet be doing numbers, it, we do a number. We do
1: be doing numbers. I hadn't gotten a tweet from my personal account that had that many likes in a long time, so that felt pretty good. Wait, how
0: many likes did it get?
1: Like twenty-five. Okay, from the freezer retweeted us, and they have like right. two thousand right. followers. Yeah, yeah,
0: shout out from the freezer. Shout
1: out from the freezer. Don't know if they listen, <laughs> but thank you.
0: If they do, thank you. <laughs> if they don't no uh, oh, thanks <laughs> yeah if they don't screw you um, so yeah we go back to the chorus and this is the one where it says there's a headstone right in front of you and then it goes back to the pre-chorus don't lie want them to know God's love's die young are you ready to go it's the last time running through snow Um, and then back to the chorus so that's pretty much the song Um. yeah I well there's that awesome little guitar intro at the end. It's very mm-hmm. Beatles-y.
1: Um, yeah. And it's almost like, it's very like carefree sounding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like, these guys have done serious sounding instrumentation. Of course, there's many Vampire Weekend songs that have a juxtaposition between music and lyrics. But I think it's just telling that it's kind of, it kind of has this nice fade out. And it's this very pleasant sounding guitar. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I uh, I would definitely agree. I, I definitely think the song is someone facing their own mortality and kind of mm-hmm. coming to grips with it. Especially because, like you said, that last chorus, it says there's a lifetime. It's saying, okay, I will die, but I still have life to live.
1: And, and it's weird that even though it's the last sentiment in the song, it's not necessarily optimistic mm. you know I, at least i didn't i didn't feel that way when i listened to the song like you are saying there's a lifetime in front of you but that could be a stark reality you know i what if what if you're 29 what what if you're 29 and you don't figure it out and you still have your whole life in front of you what do you do that
0: yeah i don't even know if it matters if it's optimistic or not but like you said that ending uh guitar is carefree and i think that's the bigger point mm-hmm. is that acceptance happened and it's okay um and then you transition into hannah hunt where a lot Kevin of emotion his there. heart ripped out yeah so he's he's going through the ringer uh <laughs> first first he uh encounters a loss of religion and unbelievers and then we haven't talked about step or diane young but then facing one's own mortality and then just getting heartbroken and then being recruited by the, uh, Israel the IDF, defense force. Yeah, yeah. This is,
1: this really is the millennial Jewish album. <laughs> wow.
0: That's still like the funniest thing to me. Literally. The IDF. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Cause it has to be, it has to be. No, I think
1: so. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and then talking straight up to God like Moses, which we'll get to later. Man, yeah, what an album! Holy cow, <laughs> it's starting to make more sense. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I love this song. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's so good. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say, but um, yeah, sonically I mean- it it flows so well the kind of it kind of flows towards the goal almost but carefree like you said and it's not super structured but at the same time like structured enough i don't know if that makes any sense no there's there's such a but strong beat to this. In the background definitely feel- no i know what
1: you mean because there's a strong beat the entire time but the string arrangement and the harpsichord are very you're right it's wavy it's bouncy yeah um Like, if you took out some of the beat, you could have, like, a soft rock song here.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite lyric. Ooh.
1: I want to know, does it bother you?
0: Ooh. Um, I'm going to go the low click of a ticking clock because I... So, I know in the second chorus, there is a ticking clock for about three ticks after he says it. But because of that second chorus, every time I hear the first and third, my brain inserts that into it. Where it's, it's almost Mandela effect. Like I'm expecting it. And then it's mm-hmm. like, no. Are you going to say that those TikToks
1: are your favorite lyrics? Yeah. Okay. No. Huge.
0: <laughs> Huge. Uh, top five. This
1: Life, Stranger. Uh, Everlasting Arms, Flower Moon. I'm not going to put a fourth this week, a fifth this week. Excuse me. I don't feel strongly. I, th- I feel like there's a drop
0: off. Okay. I got a big change up here. Whoop! Don't lie. No. Number one. Number one. No. Jumping. The Jumping man. to the top. Um. Don't lie. Everlasting Arms, Flower Moon, Kids Don't Stand a Chance, Hannah Hunt. Okay. We have one, go- one from each album, but probably not for long.
1: Not for long, because we, <laughs> we got we got some heavy hitters coming up.
0: We have two that I know for sure will be in the top five of Modern Vampires coming up. So. What if
1: we do an analysis and you end up hating the songs?
0: <laughs> that the, could be the, the case. The, the
1: the agony of knowing oneself. <laughs>
0: true truly in theme with the album yes oh boy um the hat for this week is a stanford hat um because uh they uh beat the number five team in basketball who was undefeated previously so that's huge yeah
1: Yeah. i was gonna ask which olympic sport was winning right now but if yeah it's actually pretty cool (laughs) i don't even mean that pejoratively i just like stanford (laughs) is good at like pretty much every
0: non-team sport it's yeah yeah, so we're saving the final heavy hitters for the end because we're going Herchata next week. Huge! Huge. I
1: uh, I had a friend uh, text me. He was doing trivia and he said one of the things was it, it was like a it was a sweet drink and Vampire Weekend had a song about it. And oh. he yeah! And he wasn't aware, and I was able to I was able to help him. Felt very fun about that. Wow!
0: It's weird but, being the but, Vampire Weekend guy
1: in your friend group. But you're <laughs> a degree to good use, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, I was just watching a little off-topic, but I was just watching uh, the Seinfeld episode, the Marine Biologist. So good! And, and that's 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 what immediately came to mind, where they like stumble across a whale on the shore, and George has to go and save it because he told her he was a marine. <laughs> He's marine biologist. A that's the same vibe. You said you were a podcaster, so you have to go save him. I did. Yeah. i'm not
1: denying that i did i mean like yeah i i did it sorry to mr stanza but he, he didn't have a podcast back
0: then. hey he saved the will
1: he did <laughs> he was, the was first angry time that day, I my friend
0: <laughs> really yeah
1: that's a classic that's one of it the is. best
0: it is so tune in next week folks to hear us talk about the sweet sweet uh drink horchata take it
1: easy folks